Welcome to the Libertarian Tex-Mex Podcast with your host, Caesar Aguirre. Hey everybody, welcome to the Libertarian Tex-Mex Podcast. We are here, back, full in fact for 2020. Um, man, there's so much going on, you know? Coronavirus, uh, this long impeachment trial, uh, rising debts, etc. Um, there's so much going on, I can't even, I don't even know where to begin. But I think, um, you know, one of the things that have has been really prominent lately is just how weird and how how the lines have crossed you know i think before back in the day you know you used to have um you know you used to have republicans talk about how, how democrats were raising the debt and it was out of control and then you know you had the tea party who came about who was really about uh, fiscal conservatism meaning bringing the debts under control and then they went back into the republican party and they just kind of got assimilated and now they're back to big government party and now that they're in charge you know they are totally for big government as long as it's their style of big government it's all insane now if you're a libertarian if you're a moderate if you're someone who's not a republican or a democrat you probably know this is the very like classic back and forth game that republicans and democrats do right both of them believe in I think what we would call, you know, I think in the libertarian circles, you would call statism, right? Like basically that the power and control is under their party, right? No matter what, what it's whatever they say is what goes, right? The dominant faction is the one who decides and set the, sets the rules. Um, and so they go back and forth like that, right? So right now you have the Republicans who are, who seemingly look like they're in control um they have the senate and they have the administration the white house the executive branch sorry um and so they think they can you know kind of do whatever they want to do um and as long as their party gets their way then they make whatever reasoning they have to and you know we saw this you know we saw this all with um you know every administration that has happened before um, I think I'm thinking more specifically with the Obama administration with I think in this second year his second term um, where it was um, Democrat majority um, with uh, oh I can't remember if it was the first first or second I believe it was the uh, I think it was the the second term where he ha the, you know the Democratic Party had some prominence um in two parts of the government so they were able to kind of shove things through which i actually now that i'm thinking about it, is that's how we got um you know the affordable care act pushed through um was um was that you know uh, was the democratic party pushing that down our throats even though i don't think anybody wanted that um, even if they believed in some type of socialized medicine or anything like that i think everybody saw this as a bad deal and I think, you know, um, President Trump really ripped into it. And I think uh, that's where he got his kind of claim to fame. I think there's a lot of people in the middle ground, uh, a lot of blue collar uh, people um, who look at that and go, you know, Trump is not a Democrat. He's not a Republican. 
um, he's telling it like it is, you know, type of thing. And I think it's there's an allure there that you overlook, you know, the bad character flaws, um, you know, the kind of the weak arguments that he's got. He really had no plan. And I think once you, you know, once he got into office, you kind of see that he really didn't have a, a strategy or a, a center philosophy or anything like that. He really was just about, you know, being popular, populism, he was what we call it, right? Um, being the popular cra uh, popular one, saying the things that get the crowds riled up, but at the end of the day, th there's no substance. And I think we are slowly seeing that. I think we're kind of un unraveling this idea that he's really, you know, just showing strategy and, um, you know, uh, political philosophy that's been you know, regurgitated, you know, uh, for decades with the Democrats and Republicans. And he's really no different, right? He's all for state control. He's all for regulation. And the only difference is what kind of regulation do the Republicans and Donald Trump like versus the kind of regulations and rules that the Democrats like. And I think that's where a lot of people are finding rifts, you know, um, you know, they're just not, they, they see the, the political machine um, just coming off its wheels. They're really hoping somebody is going to, you know, rise to prominence and change the parties. Um, but I think what we are learning now is that there really is no changing parties here. I think it's really about, you know, starting the slate clean and how that comes about. I, I don't know how that's going to happen, you know. Um, something is going to, you know, a lot of people predict that the, um, you know, that the, the debt is going to collapse um, our society and that collapse is what's going to restart and refresh, um, a, you know, a better political system. But who knows? I mean, you know, right now the, you know, uh, uh, the, the Federal Reserve is trying to keep, trying to control interest rates to keep the economy from melting. Um, but also you have somebody like Donald Trump who wants to keep interest rates even lower to encourage people to buy and, you know, uh, grow the market, which was kind of interesting because I, th I think, you know, before he got into um, politics and he was just Donald Trump, you know, he used to really, really rail against the Federal, uh, the Federal Reserve in terms of how they're manipulating the market. Um, how you know they are creating bubbles, etc. And now that he's in charge, he's now trying to utilize that tool to get him elected. So I think at the end of the day, we all see Donald Trump as an opportunist, um, not really somebody as uh, a person who is guiding the nation in the direction that we need to go. You know, um, you can you can tell he's very antithetical to the American core values. Um, and instead of, you know, instead of upholding the values of America, um, I think he's holding up America itself as an identity um, and, you know, you know, closing off the border and starting fights with other countries and, you know, renegotiating trade deals um, and all this stuff that really is just, you know, kind of chasing your own tail and it doesn't really do anything at the end of the day. You know, one of the big things I think, one of the big things that introduced me to libertarianism, but also the idea that I could just, unfortunately, could never go back to being a Democrat or Republican is economics. You know, simple math 
in terms of financing and budgeting and debt and the idea that that debt is not a good thing um, and that if if we do have to incur a cost there's a price to pay and I think the way our government is set up um, it doesn't understand that price or well well maybe it does understand the price but it you know it passes off that cost to you know to citizens and I think at the end of the day you know you look at you know uh, your savings your savings rate and your interest rates are so low it's not even worth saving and that's a major shift from back in the day when um, you know your grandparents or your great-grandparents if they wanted to buy something they'd have to save money for it um, and they put their money in a savings account and it would they would let it accrue interest rates and based on that you know um, banks would be able to loan out money um, based on the amount of cash in reserve they have for these accounts and so it kind of had a nice working cyclical nation uh, nature to it but now that the interest rates are so low there's no point in banks um, holding on to your money um, they might as well you know uh, let you open a checking account and then sell you a credit card and I think uh, I ex experienced that with my bank Bank of America when I asked them if they had any like uh, a loan pro a loan plan or something like a small a small loan um, to pay off some debts and instead they said no all we have is credit cards and I was like well that's great you know <laughs> like that's not, not going to solve um, or help me resolve um, any debt issues that I'm trying to clear out so anyway so it just it's really goes to show you that this mentality of saving and um, being a little bit more conscious with your budget has really gone out the window and you can see this a lot with uh, obviously the current generation I think the current generation is really just trying to stay afloat and um, in trying to keep up I think there's some consciousness there in terms of budgeting and spending um, realizing that this is unsustainable but unfortunately I think with the people in my own generation you know between Gen X and Millennials and then the generation before baby boomers I, I don't think the idea of saving um, and not spending as much um, and being a little bit more conservative with your cash flow um, is really just has gone out the window right uh, it's all about spending your money or throwing your money into uh, into the market to um, in you know invest quote unquote um, you know uh, hope that your money uh, the economy does well so your investments do well but unfortunately I think we saw in 2007 when the when the real estate bubble burst which created a huge cascade of uh, market crashes um, we saw a lot of those 401ks really go belly up um, and unfortunately for those people that were about to retire they had to wait a little bit longer but I think at the, at the end of the day you know there's some core values here about what standard economics that has just really been missing with the Republican and Democratic Party um, and I think you look at you know the the amount of debt that we're in, incurring right now like over a trillion dollars um, in debt um, is a, is going to be a major problem the value in which the US dollar holds but also in which um, the market markets a lot of markets are based off the US dollar uh, it's, it's funny money right that's we it's what we used to say right banana republics 
So um, I think there's some serious economic fundamentals that are lacking in Democratic and Republican parties, which really just it immediately knocks me off the idea that I could vote for either party. Um, you know, who's going to be the party of sound economics and who's going to be able to bring in a good economy, a good, healthy economy? Um, I just don't see that coming. But I think, you know, historically, presidents who do good on economy and do do good on jobs are the, usually the ones that that get the vote at the end of the day. And I you can see that with, you know, President Trump, where he's trying to really create this facade that everybody's got a job and there's a chicken in every pot and everything's so great and it's because of him right and we know we know for a fact that it's not because of him it's because of the everyday people doing the work day in and day out uh but would he give that credit to the u.s worker or to the economy no he's gonna him so <laughs> so just be careful when you look at those things i think fundamental economics again is lacking um, in both parties and a lot of our politicians, but and and just Trump, just like any other politician, is an opportunist, and he sees the opportunity here, and he's going to make the most of it. Um, you know, a lot of people think he's driven by as long as they're not harming other people. Um, and, uh, maybe read into things the way social media news is coming nowadays, is they post, you know, news and and, and events too quickly before reading into it. So I think it's very important and, and upon everybody to read things, learn about things a little bit more, read about it in more than one source, um, you know, even the sources from um, people that I'm familiar with. Understand what their arguments are, be a little bit more diverse, um, and and find your truth, so to speak. But at the end of the day, I think we should all be treating our neighbors with, uh, with love and respect, um, spend time with the people.